episode of the Bureau 42 X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we discuss X-Files Season 1, Episode 22, Born Again. Original air date, April 29, 1994, IMDb user rating 7.1. This time Mulder and Scully are called to New York. It's another episode written by Howard Gordon and Alex Gansa. So at this point, Gansa was back from his paternity leave. And it's the second and final episode directed by Gerald Friedman, who had earlier directed Ghost in the Machine. And this one has a, another set of notable guest stars. So there's some that are recognizable by face, such as Day Young, Mimi Lieber, people who've got, as before, a series of roles that are respectable. They're not the ones that stand out, but it's more they were part of something bigger, part of Grease as an unnamed dancer that sort of thing. The guest stars that really stand out are Brian Markinson, who plays Detective Fiore. He has also appeared in Murphy Brown, Jake and the Fat Man, Law and Order, Sisters, Columbo, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager. He would later go on to appear in Millennium, and he would actually return in another episode of The X-Files a few seasons later, as well as doing guest spot on Stargate SG-1. He was in six episodes of Dark Angel as Dr. Sam Carr, Girls Club, The Relaunched Twilight Zone, an episode of Supernatural, a number of episodes of Da Vinci's Inquest and Da Vinci's City Hall, and he plays Silas Nash in Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome. So he's had a few prominent roles, primarily after the X-Files, but some before. Of the other stars, there's a eight-year-old girl who was a very prominent part of the story, actually played by a nine-year-old girl at the time, Andrea Libman. Now again, she had a few notable roles, including a lot of voice work before this, and a lot of voice work afterwards. So after the X-Files, she went on to work on Dino Babies. She was another one who went to Reboot, that we'll be discussing again later. Sabrina the Animated Series, Dragon Ball. She was X-23 in X-Men Evolution. Quite possibly her most prominent roles are Lemon Meringue on the new Strawberry Shortcake, and the voices of both Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy on My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. The actress that's probably most recognizable up to this point was Maggie Wheeler. So prior to this, she had done voice work for the new show, voice work for Silverhawks, several other shows, Dream On. She was in an episode of Seinfeld called The Fix-Up, where Jerry and Elaine tried to fix up George with one of Elaine's friends. She's probably best known for her recurring role on Friends as Janice Littman a few years later. She ended up doing 19 episodes of that series. The basic plot of Born Again is that there's a little girl who's always in the area when people are dying under mysterious circumstances. There's a couple of police officers and an insurance salesman. Through the course of the investigation, Mulder and Scully realize that the insurance salesman used to be a police officer, and this is all tied to an officer who died nine years previous to this. And during the course of the investigation, Mulder becomes convinced that the deceased officer, Charlie Morris, had actually been reincarnated as this girl. There are a few interesting elements to note. One of the hard things with doing a typical mystery, when you're trying to have one of your characters stand out and shine, is finding a way to do that. You want to have some sort of evidence in the show that the viewers can see and they can connect when your star points it out, but you also want it to be subtle enough that the other characters wouldn't necessarily notice it. It's sort of the problem that you have with a lot of incarnations of Sherlock Holmes, where Sherlock appears brilliant not because he's making brilliant deductions, but because he's been surrounded by idiots. This was a problem in some of the earlier episodes of Monk, for example. There's a little bit of that here where the original officer's death is chalked up as a suicide, and yet when Mulder and Scully walk into the room, Mulder immediately says, well, if it's a suicide, why didn't he open the window? Because he went through a window that had been closed at the time. A room full of police officers who'd already been investigating long before Mulder arrived, they should have noticed that already. Now, it's possible others did, and they just hadn't brought it out and hadn't pointed it out, but it still feels a little bit weak there. 
There are some better moments later on, such as when Detective Fiore claims that his wife is sleeping, where Scully notices that she's got baking flour on her hands when she comes out the door a moment or two later, making it pretty clear, you probably figured out already, but that makes it crystal clear that Detective Fiore was lying to Mulder and Scully. So this, overall, is a decent episode. Again, it's not part of the broader mythology. It's basically a ghost story. It ties in nicely with Mulder's background, where he's, again, putting a lot of stock in deep regression hypnosis and the possible benefits of that and what they can do with it, whereas others are not necessarily seeing things the same way and advocating the same methods. So as a standalone episode, it works well enough. There's a little monologue at the end about how the case is ultimately left unsolved that doesn't quite sit. To me, that would work fine for Scully's official report, but for Mulder's field journal, he's never been afraid to say what he believes, and at this point, he's utterly convinced this was a case of reincarnation, especially given things like electrocution burns on a man who supposedly jumped out the window, images that were seen on videotapes during the deep regression hypnosis process with the young girl, it comes through pretty clearly that there's no doubt in his mind. So, But still, rounding out the season, it, it is a nice touch. A lot of episodes along these lines, they would really, really depend and rest almost entirely on the strength of your lead actors and lead actresses. And Andrea Libman did a decent enough job as this girl, but there's just too many cases where she's supposed to stand totally motionless for you to really feel something's going on. She's keeping a blank stare, and that works. But it would be nice if there was just a little more emotion coming through, and more of Charlie Morris's feelings coming through on her face. I think it would make it a little more effective. At any rate, it's a decent episode. We are coming very close to the close of the first season. In fact, there are only two episodes left. So join us again in two weeks for Roland. Intro and outro music is by Lastwell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content, copyright 2014, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments and feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes.